0: hey y'all you're listening to damsels in detroit the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries i'm your host evan webb each week i invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life careers and why detroit girls do it better hey y'all we're back with another episode of damsels in detroit and this one is going to be very informative. I know I say that all the time, but we're going to like get into some some science and some urban farming stuff today. So I'm sitting here with Nicole Lindsay of Detroit Hives. And um, as you guys know, I'm going to read a little bit about Nicole before we hop into our questions. When Detroit native Nicole Lindsay learned of the declination of the bee population, she knew that she had to spring into action. Enamored by the majesty of bees, Nicole recognized the importance of increasing awareness of the dwindling pollinators in their processes. Since co-founding the Detroit Hives in January of 2017, Nicole serves as an educator and beekeeper devoted to altering negative stigmas about honeybees and informing others of their crucial roles and benefits to the environment. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She's dedicated to educating children to not only learn about apiology, I hope I said that right. You did. <laughs> but to help others with mellisophobia. Melissophobia. phobia Okay. So, we're also going to get into those definitions too. Yeah. I definitely had to get my Google on because yeah. I'm like, I think I know what this means, but I'm not for sure. But
1: right. <laughs> All
0: right. So, my first question for you Nicole is, well, first of all, how are you?
2: I'm fantastic. Are you doing good, good good good.
0: I'm excited to have yeah. you here
2: excited to be here
0: thank you yeah. so first question Detroit hives came about when and I did a little reading um, when you were trying to help Timothy who's sitting here with us um, trying to get over a cold yeah <laughs> hello he's waving even though he can't see. <laughs> so you're trying to get him to you know get rid of this cold and trying to figure out some different remedies for that so can you just tell that story
2: yeah I sure can so um, Timothy was actually delivering on the cold, They actually caught from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he rarely ever gets sick, mm-hmm. um, and when I got sick and it cleared up, he um, caught it. That's usually how that goes. I know, right? And, and so, well, you're walking around like I feel great, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And so, you know, he started off with the home remedies that his grandmother introduced to him, mm-hmm. and time goes by and that doesn't seem to work. Right. Um, and so I said okay well let's do like mucinex or like um, Theraflu mm-hmm. something over the counter to kind of get him over. Yeah. Um, this cold but that wasn't working. Okay. And so some time goes on Um, it's all, lingering for a very long time mm-hmm. and I'm like okay it's getting too it's beginning to last too long. Yeah. Let's go to the doctor. Okay. So, we end up going to the doctor. Um, the doctor prescribed him um, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Well, are we there? They still couldn't, like, really figure out, like, what was what it was. Was mm-hmm. it a cold? Was it allergies? Um, still just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, they said they're just going to give him some antibiotics and see how that works. Okay. Um, so, he tries that. That doesn't work. hmm so he's still coughing intensely, almost every five seconds it seems, um, and he has an ad- advertising agency in Ferndale. Okay. Um, and so he frequents this uh, liquor store, mm-hmm. um, that's on Nine Mile Hilton. Okay. And the owner heard his cough and recognized it, and was like, "Hey, you know, you should consume um, this local raw honey I have here." Okay. Um. <clears throat> He was telling me, you know, telling me about it. You know, we didn't know the difference between local and raw and what did that mean. We just thought all honey was honey. Um, But he explained to him in depth, like, why it's important to consume local raw honey. Um, So when bees go out and they collect nectar and pollen and they bring that back to the hive, Mm -hmm. that's inside of the honey.
1: Okay.
2: Um, And so what um, you're, uh, I'm sorry. So what's triggering your allergies? So, like, ragweed or. Pollen, dandelions, whatever, those bees actually pollinate that. So it's actually called immunotherapy. Okay. And so when those bees go out and they collect that nectar from that flower um, that is also medicinal, um, it acts kind of like a flu shot. Okay. Um, So it's putting into your body what you're allergic to. And so um when the bees bring it back to the hive they put that nectar from that flower blossom into the honey. Mm-hmm. And so when you consume local raw honey you're consuming those local properties that you've been allergic to that is inside that honey. Okay. Um and so he consumed that for um 3 weeks mm-hmm. we saw an improvement. He was consuming it like 3 days a week like 3 tablespoons every time he ate it. Okay. So um so once we saw that working Uh, We started studying about um, the medicinal properties of honey Mm -hmm. and how honeybees made it. And so as we're studying, but before we got to that, me and him were already looking for different ideas to do with vacant lots. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we had a bunch of ideas in place, like yeah. a peacock farm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a photographer. So he's looking for like creating an out- uh, outdoor photography studio. That would be cool. yeah. yeah. So like where the nature and the seasons are the props. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also thought about, of course, our urban farm right. just to help with our health and everything. Yeah. Um, and the community. And so, um, you know, as we're studying this. I'm like, hey, why don't we create our own bee farm mm-hmm. where you can get this all the time? Yeah. So the store in in Ferndale, um, they only had like a limited supply, so it was really good. So we wanted to have our own, but mm-hmm. that bee farm that the owner got it from was about like an hour or so away. Oh, okay. And definitely weren't about okay, to be driving an no. hour or so, and then <laughs> and then uh, plus you had to buy it like pretty much in bulk. Right. Right. If and so I'm driving that far. Right. I, <laughs> right. So I said, hey, why don't we bring bee in? To Detroit, where you can have your own local raw honey, yeah, um free, you know, just free to have it mm-hmm. um and so you know we started studying more and um and then we also started um looking for um beekeeping associations, so we started doing a lot of our research, um uh, searching beekeeping associations, um connecting with um uh, southeastern South Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. beekeepers association which pretty much is in Livonia so that's not too far yeah um, and then they have a Michigan beekeepers association but they pretty much beat me in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. so we um, got into contact with them their classes were booked Okay. And so we wanted to learn more about it. And so um, they introduced us to Green Tool Gardens, which is in Royal jo- Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. And then they also introduced us to uh, Sweet on Detroit, which is a program within Keep Growing Detroit. Okay. And so we took those classes and courses. But before we got there, we actually pitched at Detroit Soup. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually won. So we won oh, $1,600. Yay. And that was our startup yeah. money. So we were able to take courses, uh, purchase the property. Mm-hmm and bees okay yep <laughs> so
0: i want to know what like did you have to follow some ordinances from the city to have a bee farm because i know you know some people have do urban farming and then some people have like actual
2: animals <laughs> right <laughs>
0: um but i just want to know like what did you have to go through on the city legislative side as far like to get that regulated
2: yeah, so pretty much like with the city, when it comes to bees, it's like this gray area. Okay, um, but we're in the works and trying to get that worked out where yeah. we can, you know, really like keep bees. Yeah, but um, but there's like this gray area where because they kind of consider bees to be like livestock. Okay, um, because they produce a substance that humans consume. Got you. Um. And they also consider them animals, but they're insects. Right. Um, <laughs> Who <will think>? <laughs> Right? <laughs> um, but what we did was step on and faith. Our faith, our properties are pretty much in places where there's not a, a lot of community. Okay. Um, so um, as we're building up, the people that are in the area were happy that we were there. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much a don't ask, don't, you know, tell or... Yeah. Um, and then it just depends on the neighbor. So okay. the neighbor's seen us coming in and rebuilding mm-hmm. and getting rid of all that blight. Yeah. And so they were happy that we were there. Okay. And so you can just sweeten up the deal by giving them some honey, too. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you this. Right. You keep your mouth Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then also when a neighbor, she had like an urban garden. Okay. And so that we having um, bees pollinate your urban garden and it also increases your yield. Oh. So that was a plus for her. Right. And then also, she also saw a lot of monarch butterflies that she okay. hadn't seen in like years. Wow. And so it was a plus for the neighborhood and the neighbors that were there, a part of that community. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they loved it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so let's get into
0: <laughs> melissophobia. Yes. Okay. Which is the fear of bees. Yes. So I feel like. I can just remember being a kid and being pretty much like taught to fear them. So if you see a bee, swat it away or Mm. run away. But that just agitates them and then makes them like get all in your face. So I just want to know what your relationship was like with bees before, you know, even starting Detroit Highs (laughs) and kind of how that's changed to now.
2: Yeah. So my relationship with bees, I was terrified of Mm. them. I was just like everybody else running away from swatting them. Yeah. You know, but I thought, you know, what I was swatting. Uh, Was a bee But in actuality They're yellow jackets Okay So And they're not even related To honeybees Uh, Or bees They're their own Separate species So with wasps, yellow jackets And hornets Mm -hmm. They're their own Separate species Okay Over over here
0: And we don't (laughs) like those
2: A lot of people Don't like those Because they're really Invasive Okay Um, So their initial diet Is to eat other insects So yellow jackets Eat honeybees The drama Yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I was terrified just like everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, getting stung as a kid. Um, Yeah, so I didn't have a lot of love for Mm -hmm. what I thought were bees, but they're not even bees. So I had the same fear, but it wasn't until he got sick and we were studying about bees that that fear just went away mm-hmm. because i learned like okay this is the difference these are honeybees so like with honeybees all when they go out they don't have the intention to want to sting humans okay they're just busy going out to find food which right. is flower blossoms that are rich with nectar and pollen okay so with yellow jackets when we have sugary drinks mm-hmm. we have picnics we have apple orchards they're trying to get all of that okay um they don't have a stored up food Um, Like honeybees. So honeybees, their store of food is honey. Mm -hmm. It's just that some human discovered it and thought it was great and wanted to travel the world with them okay but i was definitely afraid of bees i wasn't an outdoorsy person mm-hmm. um my mom always still looks at me crazy like i cannot believe this is still my child <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: like who is this right. <laughs> Like how did you get caught up in bees mm-hmm. i was like well i was just reading about them and they're so cute and so <laughs> intelligent and so smart and organized mm-hmm. i love them so when we started learning about it i wanted to tell the world okay yep so that fear transform into love into mm-hmm. passion and then want to teach everybody about them
0: so how many bees do you guys have
2: so we have um, we're in nine locations okay. and we have 35 beehives in the city of Detroit okay yep so, so I would
0: assume thousands on thousands on thousands yes
2: so a honeybee colony just one colony mm-hmm. with one queen can grow from 10,000 all the way to 60,000 oh wow
0: Do you feel like they recognize you? Do you feel like when you're doing a tour Mm -hmm. and you're pulling out the, I don't know what the thing is called. Frames. Okay. When you're pulling out the, wow. So simple. When you're pulling out the frames. So Evan, you got to come by the firm. I know. (laughs) So I can learn. Um, Do you feel like they know like, oh, here's Nicole. Like she's just here to show people around. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I talk to my bees all the time when I'm inside the hive. Mm -hmm. Um, Bees can recognize your face, your voice, and your scent. Okay. And so, like, over time, they recognize our voice. Mm-hmm. They get to familiar with our face. And also what we do, um, like, because when we get in those beekeeping suits, we tend to sweat a lot because okay. it's really hot outside. Yeah. And so what we do is take, like, some paper towel, we'll wipe our brow, mm-hmm. and, like, place it into the hive. Oh. And so they can get familiar with that scent. Okay. So the guard bees won't be... Um, on alert Mm -hmm. when they see us going into the hive so yeah so we make sure that we around them and then when I'm in a hive that I'm talking to them so they can get familiar with my voice so I always say hey girls you know Mm -hmm. how y'all doing
0: (laughs) so most of the bees are female yes Okay.
2: so um, inside the colony um, there's a queen bee Mm -hmm. there are worker bees which are all female and they do all the work Um, Yeah.
0: I'm not even going to say what I was going to say but okay
2: (laughs) and then you have the drones which are the male bees and Mm -hmm. it's usually like um, they're in the hundreds Mm -hmm. the worker bees are in the thousands and it's just one queen bee Mm -hmm. and so with that drone all they do is mate with the queen so they don't do anything else lazy <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and so even with the drone bees, they can visit any hive without the guard bees not letting them in, oh. and they can go in and have all the honey they want, talk with the other worker bees. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> um, and once they find a Ooh. We got stuff falling all over the place. <laughs> when it's time <laughs> when it's time to mate with a queen, they'll um actually congregate and mm-hmm. race to get to her. Once they mate with her, their testicles explode and they immediately die. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so like right now, since we are preparing and a lot of the bees are preparing to the winter time, mm-hmm. they're actually kicking the male bees out. Okay. So, when they kick them out, they pick them up, fly them away from the hive, mm-hmm. they're going to try to come back. Once they come back, they're going to bite their wings off, pick them up, and fly them away.
0: Wow. So, there
2: are no male bees inside the hive when we go in into the winter. Wow. Because they will eat up all the food.
0: That is so interesting. <laughs> I just learned something. while well, I've been right? learning something since we talking. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the ideal climate for a beehive and like ideal climate and location. Yeah.
2: So here in Michigan we only got a few months because mm-hmm. our summers are short. short. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 um but ideal climate for bees would be something that's forty five degrees and above. Okay. Um uh, where they can be dr- thriving all year round. Mm-hmm. But since we have we're here in Michigan and we have a winter Um, Anything below 45 degrees um, They don't really do any work What their job is now is just to keep the colony warm So honeybees don't hibernate Like Mm. other native bees Which just the one queen bee will hibernate And she'll go on the ground Um, Honeybees will actually cluster up together In a cluster The queen sits in the middle And they will vibrate their wing muscles, creating friction. And when you got friction, you have heat. Mm -hmm. And so they can create a 95 to 90 degree degree temperature within that cluster. Wow. And so the ones on the inside rotate inside and out. Mm -hmm. And so when it's time to eat honey, they will shift as a cluster to get to the honey. Mm. Yeah. So the ideal temperature is pretty much where it's warm all all year round. But then again, I had somebody bring it up where you want to kind of give your bees a break. Okay. um, Where they can have a period where they relax but bees they will work non-stop yeah Yeah, so they'll work themselves to death I mean it's in them bees actually originate from Africa Mm. Um, and people just discovered honey and created mead and then began to travel so they Mm -hmm. travel from Africa to Asia to Europe, to here in America, and it is said that we received them in 1622. Okay. So, they're actually not native here. So, they're native in a land where it's always hot. Right. So, so that's something working. they're always working, mm-hmm. and they never start working. So, they're always going to um, go out and forge for um, oh. nectar so mm-hmm. they can have stores of honey.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. (laughs) How many books have you read on
2: bees? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I read a few. um, Just doing, like, reading, like, research articles about Mm. bees um, and YouTube and taking the classes on top of that. Mm -hmm. So we just dove right into bees because they're so fascinating. That is so cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So in the wintertime, do you still do the tourings and things like that? Or do you kind (laughs) of... Play low for a little Yeah,
2: so we still do tours, Mm -hmm. um, but we do what is called bees and coffee. Okay, and so people will sit down with me and we'll talk about bees, which is one of my favorite things, and coffee, which is another favorite Mm -hmm. my favorite one of my things. But we also pair that with our honey, so people get to some more honey with some coffee Mm -hmm. and sit down, and actually we sit down and talk about bees. Cool. Yeah. Can
0: you put honey in coffee? Is that good? Oh. I'm not a coffee drinker. It is so good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's so
2: good. Even yeah. I love like the coffee. Cream Or do you substitute y- one? Mm-mm. Okay. I put it all in there. So I just substitute the honey for the sugar. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of our coffee <laughs> drinkers out there
0: need to try it. Yeah.
2: It's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you answered some of the other questions that I have. Okay. okay. So speaking of tours, um, so how often do you do them? And mm-hmm. what would you say has been the most rewarding part of doing tours so far?
2: Well, we've had well over 500 tours at our um, apiary since we've been in existence. Mm -hmm. So we've been in existence for two years and three months, Mm -hmm. three months. Um, And so we've had well over 500 tours um, through Airbnb experience um, was it's about 100. A little bit over a hundred tours that we had through Airbnb mm-hmm. experience. Um, so what what's the most rewarding about it is having the kids come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, just educating them about the importance of bees. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're doing is creating a generation of of leaders and sustainability by introducing them to something um, that they've never been exposed to. So, and we're, we don't look like your typical beekeepers Mm -hmm. as well. And so what I tell children too, that y'all don't have to wait until you get grown up. To be a beekeeper You can do okay. it right now So we have actually um, My great niece um, Who is Skylar And she is Our nurse bee mentee mm-hmm. And so She bee keeps with us And okay. a lot of people Was like Oh you want to do this When you grow up And I'm like She's doing it right now right. She don't have to grow up And do it And so yeah <laughs> And so we're making sure That our bees stay around By introducing them To children And telling them About the importance Of bees Because um, bees are responsible For one third Of the food that we eat mm-hmm. And a lot of people Don't realize that Because they have this is melissophobia, mm-hmm. where that fear is passed down from their parents or experiences about um, bees. Um, but they're also, you know, yellow jackets and having that fear. But we want to mm-hmm. eliminate that fear because we want people to start caring about mm-hmm. what's going on with our environment. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily looking for kids to just up and be a beekeeper. Right. But, you know, introduce them to things that are within the mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. You know, because we've been to places where it's just not as much as diverse as it should be. Right. Um, And we're introducing um, people of color, Mm -hmm. um, even young girls, because a lot of times they're afraid of bees or insects, period. And so we just want to show them like, hey, you know, I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not afraid of these bees. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just introducing them to different career paths. Yeah. You know, that they never... Might have thought of or having different conversations With their parents Mm -hmm. and maybe Having their parents now care more About the importance of bees maybe Planting a pollinator habitat Or making sure that they leave out some water for the bees When they're out foraging Okay, So just different things yeah.
0: So earlier Mm -hmm. um, in your bio We talked about how you were kind of Startled by like the numbers Of how like the bee population is declining So can you Mm kind of maybe give us Some numbers of Kind of just to open our eyes a little bit Of mm-hmm. what is actually happening And just like you mentioned too um, Just talk a little bit more about What exactly bees are responsible for In terms of the environment Because I don't think a lot of people know Yeah
2: um, So with uh, honeybees They just recently did a study Where uh, we have lost Almost 50% of honeybees this mm-hmm. past year And um, But that indicator is also indicating what's going on with our native bees. Okay. Um, So honeybees actually aren't native, but here to the United States. But the chemicals that are being used, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the pesticides that are being used, are affecting um, our bee population. So a lot of places in rural areas, um, they are governed by the government to Mm -hmm. use either GMO seeds, use pesticides, neonics, um all types of chemicals to spray on their crops. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is killing off our bees. Um, And so we have a lot of articles now, but I think because people are so afraid of them that they don't recognize how um, great they are. And so, like I said earlier, they're responsible for um, one third of the food that we eat. Um, And that they are important to populating I'm sorry, cross pollinating a lot of our fruits and our vegetables Mm -hmm. and everything um and so if we don't tend to them or we're not caring about them we could lose them and that's affecting us the animals even if you're vegan or you like to eat meat mm-hmm. if there's nothing for that cow to eat you won't have those right. to eat so yeah okay do vegans mm-hmm.
0: not eat honey mm-hmm. because it comes from a, okay i yeah. have to ask somebody
2: so okay so we have like some vegans that eat it, then there are some other vegans that are like, oh, it's a byproduct of okay. an animal okay. or insect, and they don't eat it. So it depends on what type of vegan they are. Right. Yeah. Are you uh,
0: all the way, right. sometimes right. yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> me? Um, can you talk about the differences <laughs> between the raw honey and then the kind that's store bought, and maybe like what are some things that mm-hmm. we should look for if I want to start consuming raw honey? hmm.
2: Um, so with raw honey, um, I'll talk about this. So, 75% of the honey that's sold in stores is actually fake honey. Okay. Um, and fake honey is either mixed with beet syrup, rice syrup, high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. so it's a honey like substance, or it has. If it does have honey in it, it's pasteurized. Okay. And so, when you pasteurize honey, you actually burn out all the medicinal properties of it. Okay. So, you burn out that pollen that's in there, mm-hmm. um, those good enzymes, just like if you were over cooking, um your vegetables. mm mm-hmm. um, It's the same thing. Okay. So, and then there's a lot of honey that's being shipped over from China mm-hmm. uh, that's being placed in bottles. So, you just have to be careful with buying it, but it's probably just best to buy it from a local beekeeper. Okay. So, like... Detroit hives, or even if you're at Eastern Market, mm-hmm. then you can purchase some. but what's the importance with raw is that it has all the enzymes, all the medicinal properties um that you need for the honey mm-hmm. yeah,
0: so what do you personally like to use your honey for
2: uh coffee uh-huh. <laughs> um Just putting it on different types of food, but mostly coffee, coffees, teas, um, or I can just eat it straight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Do
0: you ever put it like in your hair? Oh yes,
2: yes. Okay. So I put it in my my hair. Uh Yes, I'm daring and putting it in my hair. Even though the bees are attracted to it, but I put it on. It's good for your scalp. It's good for. Um, moisturizing your scalp It's mm-hmm. actually good For placing on your skin mm-hmm. um, You can use it as A mask to seal In the moisture And it's also good For eczema So I okay. deal with a lot Of eczema on my hand mm-hmm. And it hasn't been On my hand in a long time Since I've been using honey mm-hmm. um, And then also It's good for cuts And wounds Okay So and healing those I didn't know that Yeah so we actually Had somebody who comes To the bee farm And she works at a hospital mm-hmm. And she was saying That they use it On a lot of the babies Even though infants oh. Can't consume it Because their stomach aren't built up to ingest it but um, they can put it on their womb so they won't be um, so don't have to use a lot of chemicals on their bodies when they're having surgeries and everything
0: so when you put it in mm-hmm. your hair, are you mixing it with anything else or are you just like straight up? Like-
2: um, you can mix it, like put it in your conditioner and mix it up. Okay. Or you just like pour some in your shampoo mm-hmm. and it just holds in that moisture. Okay. Yep.
0: I might have to try
1: that.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I do have some listener questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is from my friend Amanda. Mm-hmm. She wants to know, um, as a black woman, what are your thoughts on non-minority people coming into communities that are primarily made up of people of color? in claiming urban farming or gardening or beekeeping as like their own. Like I guess kinda like Christopher Columbus saying it if you wanna take it that far.
2: Yeah. <laughs> huh <clears throat> that's a good question, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. You're right. <laughs> right. <Huh>. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so with that, you know, I think it's good to see when you're um, rebuilding Mm -hmm. um, your community that it's people from the community actually building it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So when me and Tim had the idea, we were thinking about um, different things to do as far as vacant lots. Uh, we saw what was going on mm-hmm. about as far as all of the vacant lots because Detroit has so many vacant yeah. lots. So we didn't want to wait on a developer or somebody from the outside to come in. We want to, We said, hey, we can fix this problem by transforming these vacant lots into um, unique spaces. Mm-hmm. So we were um, teaching, you know, showing that the community, like, you don't have to wait on anybody from the outside to do it. You can come together and do it yourselves. Right. Um, try to say what else because I feel like I'm not really answering the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice you got a coach. Right. <laughs> so just remind me of the things that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so just um uh, when people like that do come in, um, they can work with organizations that are already in existence. Yeah. And just helping them out any way that they can. So it's best to like dive in and see before you even start anything. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's actually going on right. here. In Detroit. So, just not seeing Detroit as a blank canvas. Right. And already seeing that there are other organizations who are already doing it. Right. And just supporting them in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Second question. Oh, I just asked that. It was from my dad, but he was asking about, like the raw honey versus the store bought one and what we should look for but shit i said that already so sorry that yeah. um mm-hmm. second question comes from live love live live from instagram um mm-hmm. she has two questions so her first question is what can she do to cultivate a bee friendly home
2: that's a good question um so by cultivating a bee friendly home Um, you can also, you can plant native Michigan flowers, um, that are rich in nectar and pollen that the bees love. Mm -hmm. So the bees love black eye Susie's, um, they love really strong herbs. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, lavender, um, bee balm, um, rosemary, mint, Mm -hmm. Um, once you let those just grow until those flower blossoms start appearing, they'll be all over those. Okay. So like, and also um, leaving out a water source. Okay. So when the forager bees are out foraging, they get thirsty just like us. <laughs> so crazy. I just. Yeah. Uh, who knew? Dr- yeah. drink water <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, <laughs> when bees are out foraging, so they can forage out for um, like six miles from the hive. So it's mm-hmm. three miles out and three miles back. Okay. And so if you put like a water source out there, like a little shallow bowl. Mm-hmm. Place some rocks, pebbles, or marbles in it because okay. honeybees aren't great swimmers. They're great flyers. Okay. Um, so they can land on it and drink the water. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And then her second question is, what is the best honey to use in general? So I saw when I was, like, Googling different types of honey, there's, like, mm-hmm. honey with agave or honey with, like, mm-hmm. wildflower whatever. So is there yeah. a certain type that she should be using or that you recommend?
2: There is no certain type. Mm-hmm. Well like um, like a, it doesn't matter if it's wildflower or clover okay. or um, alfalfa okay. um, long as it's raw honey mm-hmm. it is the best raw real honey okay um, if she's looking for it to use it for medicinal property properties like getting rid of allergies mm-hmm. um, make sure that you're getting local raw honey from wherever region um you're in. So okay. if she's not in Detroit or in Michigan, mm-hmm. um, make sure you're in whatever state that you might be triggering your allergies, make sure you get honey from that state. Okay. Um, uh, but just make sure that it's raw, local and that it's real. Okay. Yeah. She's in Florida right now. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. So if she could connect like with a beekeeper or find maybe like in a health store mm-hmm. um that has like real honey. Okay. And they'll say like where it's from. Okay. And um what like beekeeping farm it's from Mm -hmm. and you can make sure that you have like the real the real deal yeah
0: next one comes Mm. from the mvpg from instagram Mm. um how can we all do our part individually to help the bees
2: so um planting native flowers are rich in nectar Mm. and pollen that the honeybees love um because it's not just about the honeybees it's about the native bees so michigan is home to 450 types of bees. Okay. Um, And so just planting flowers for them um, so they can have a food source when they're out Mm -hmm. searching for um, nectar and pollen. Also leaving the water out, um, not using chemicals on your lawns. Okay. Um, Doing natural uh, things to get, If they need to get rid of anything, Mm -hmm. um, using, like, something that's natural to clear away um, any, if you see any insects or anything that are on your flowers, make sure you spray something that's natural. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just place in the water. Yep. So you want to be able to feed the honeybees and the native bees. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, last one, <clears throat> excuse me, comes mm-hmm. from Asma Watson from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much already know the answer to this. But oh. <laughs> um, she says, was beekeeping something you ever pictured yourself doing? And I'm pretty sure the answer to that is no. No. But I want to <laughs> know, <laughs> um, what were you doing, I guess, before you like went full in? to be
2: keeping yeah um so i went to oakland university um i graduated there with a ba in psychology mm-hmm. but i always worked like either at juvenile detention centers okay. or i worked like different customer service jobs mm-hmm. um so the last job that i had was with the health system and customer service mm-hmm. um i recently quit that back in april of this year okay. because this was being full full time but it was Mm -hmm. always full time me working full time and doing this full time Mm -hmm. but i mean this has gotten to the point where it was like okay nicole we need to do something yeah and also my supervisor was like okay i can't keep giving you you all these days (laughs) (laughs) off. so it was great to be able to take that leap Mm -hmm. and um leave Mm -hmm. and commit fully um to this so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love doing this. So it's definitely a passion to be able to um, travel and talk to people about it. Um, And then also being able to have a documentary that's being shown uh, with National Geographic. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing, too. Um, So we always had the goal of wanting to educate one million people. And I think we did that through National Geographic. Mm -hmm. So we want to now be able to educate one billion people um, about the importance of bees. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I was never introduced to this. I never pictured myself uh, doing this. I didn't have a grandmother or grandfather mm-hmm. or even a parent that was into bees or beekeeping. So, yeah. Just kind of yeah.
0: Into it. Well, now that you are, do you feel like your family members are like coming around? Do you feel like they're like, oh, OK, or are they more so like your mom is just like. Absolutely not. I'm not doing no. it. <laughs> she supports
2: me like 150%. Uh-huh. Okay. So, like, she's always there, uh-huh. always supporting, telling my family, like, hey, y'all better go out there. Y'all better buy some honey. Uh-huh. She was <laughs> <like> <laughs> um, y'all better go out to Nick and Tim's B-Farm mm-hmm. and go out there. But she's always Supporting the family has been very supportive, so any events that we have or speaking engagements, they're always there. That's good, yeah. That's so, nice even way. though they thought it's crazy, yeah, they are definitely there for it.
0: Have you gotten your mom to put on like the beekeeper suit? And, like, oh, yay! yeah, okay, yeah,
2: go, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, yeah. So, she's been out there helping us cut our lawn, too. So, mm-hmm. she'd be out there cutting grass and stuff like okay. that. She's had been uh, with the beekeeping suit on yeah. and inside the hive, mm-hmm. and yeah, just having my, my great niece out there, too. And teaching her about it mm-hmm. So that's also a rewarding too Yeah yeah.
0: What has been um, Well thanks y'all for those listener questions yeah. uh, <laughs> What has been I guess The point where you were just like Wow I can't believe I'm really really doing this Like what has been that major thing that's happened Where you kind of had to like stop and look around And be like I'm so thankful
2: Yeah <laughs> Every day mm-hmm. <laughs> Um I had so many of those uh moments where I just sitting and be like mm-hmm. wow. Like we were just featured in like just the National Geographic mm-hmm. thing and um people coming out and um visiting the bee farm and wanted to see it. Um we just had somebody who visited our bee farm. Um was that the other day. Um she was from New Jersey. Okay. And she has been following us. She actually found out about us through another organization, which was Girl Next Door. Mm-hmm. And she saw our post because we went out to um, San Diego mm-hmm. and we met her, so she saw us on there. And when she came to the b farm, she was, like, so emotional Aww. and crying. I'm about to cry, too. Oh, don't know Because
1: if you cry, I'm going
2: to cry. Right. <laughs> um. <coughs> about the...
0: I oh, don't know I'm about to cry. Okay. Uh-uh. Well, this will be the yeah. first. You guys can officially call me Oprah Winfrey because... Right?
1: <laughs> it's happened
0: <laughs> yeah so she
2: was like really emotional about it she was like she loved to see like you know people who look like her who yeah. are out doing it and teaching children about the importance of bees mm-hmm. and just introducing them to something different because you know it's not common right but you know just having that you know since i've been doing this just, just found well, now i can't even talk <laughs> <laughs> you got this, you got this. <laughs> just finding a new sense of purpose right and being able to just not just educate, it's just not about bees, but mm-hmm. it's about like our youth and introducing them exactly. just to something completely different that they've never been exposed to. Right. So yeah, so she got all emotional like I'm getting emotional now <laughs> about it. <laughs> but bees have definitely gave me a whole new sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that you said that
0: it's not just about bees because it's, yeah. it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, so and much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so we've been like, cleaning up our community right. through, through bees, educating our youth about yeah. through bees and inspiring them to do so many things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah.
0: Sorry for the No, don't <laughs> be sorry. That just means that you're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. And I always just feel like if you can make an impact on one person, then you're doing a great job. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys have exceeded that. Yeah. And you're going to continue mm-hmm. to grow. And people mm-hmm. are going to hopefully listen to this and be like, Oh, I need to go take a visit to this bee farm because I know I I need to. Obviously, because I've been here sniffling this whole time. So, yeah. <laughs> I need to come get some honey.
2: But Yeah, come get some honey yeah. straight from the hive. Okay. Yes. Um, But, yes, I just
0: do love to see brown people doing great things. Yeah. And yeah, because we just need things like this in our community. Like you said, yeah. there's so many vacant lots and mm-hmm. it sucks to see it but we have to be those people that are gonna step out and be like okay i'm gonna fix this or i'm gonna do yeah. something about it instead yeah. of you know just sitting
1: yeah. and letting just things happen. happen
2: or waiting for somebody to come in because those the the blighted neighborhoods definitely play plays on our mental right you know you can be like depressed about it and not even realize it mm-hmm. because you're just so encapsulated into it but And those vacant lots are increasing in crime and then just tons of blight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you see people just throwing things out, you're going to do the same thing. Right. So what you want to do is reverse that. Yeah. Yeah. By showing that, hey, look, you know, we can make a change out of this. Mm -hmm. We can come together and do something different and clean up our own. Yeah. Neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: speaking of that, I have been seeing so many people literally driving, like throwing stuff out of their car windows can we just not
2: please can we just not
0: because these are the same people that are gonna like turn around and be like oh it's so dirty yeah because you threw three bags of hot cheetos out the car (laughs) window.
2: we we were at one of our other locations cleaning up Mm -hmm. and somebody as people were driving by everybody seemed like everybody was throwing something out the window and i'm like do you realize do you not see me out here picking this up right that's like when you're doing the dishes and you get done and somebody will be
0: like, oh, I got a cup for no, No. <laughs> no. No, please. Yeah. Wash but, it because I'm done. Okay, But so seriously, like, yeah. littering and all of that stuff definitely, you know, and you think it's small, but we're talking about, like, global warming and yeah. all of these things and wanting to be more sustainable. So mm. it begins with us. It begins and ends yeah. with us, honestly. So it does. I think we all just need to do better. Yeah.
2: So. Starts with the person that you see in the mirror. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: that's I'm off my soapbox now, okay. but <laughs> um, what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? I ask everyone <laughs>
2: that is a good question. um what does it mean to be a damsel in detroit? Um, huh that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> some
0: people have said things like it means that they have purpose, some people have yeah. said things like it means that they're Connecting with other women in the community, mm-hmm. really just anything. For me, it means just me trying to figure my way out in the city and just being my authentic self.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The purpose thing, just mm-hmm. feeling like you have a purpose and just giving back to your own like community and, yeah. and making an impact mm-hmm. on our youth and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's a good question.
1: Mm -hmm. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, like think
0: about it when you get home, and then text me and be like, "I figured it out." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: right.
2: (laughs) But yeah, just, um, just having a sense of purpose and, um, just showing, I guess, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I know oh, it's you like a marinade on it. I know. Cause it's like
0: really just, encom- that's like somebody asking you like, Oh, tell me about yourself. Like, yeah. You know, what you want to know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but it really just encompasses like all of you. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just well, think about it. Yeah, I think about sleep it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, where mm. can people, um, connect with you guys on social and on the web? And if they just want to come and do tours, like what is the process for them to do that?
2: Yeah. So, everybody can join the Hive by following us on Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, YouTube... Um, at Detroit Hives, um, our website is at Mm DetroitHives.com. Um, you can book, um, tours through Airbnb experience. We actually have the number one experience here in Detroit. And so, yeah. So we would love everybody to come by and do tours. If you're looking to do a private tour, Mm -hmm. um, you can email us at honey at com. Okay. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having fun. me. I learned a lot. Yeah. And I got my first guest to cry, y'all. So I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that is a milestone. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you again. Yeah. And as always, I want you guys to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we will be back next week.